0: Greetings that kind of nerd podcast listener. Welcome to episode 29. 29. This is absolutely crazy that we've been doing this for 29 weeks insane. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Uh, this week, uh, Josh is actually not on the show with us again. Uh, there's just some last-minute stuff. It was around the Halloween times, and life has gotten in the way, so uh, Josh will be coming back. He will be joining us on future episodes. Uh, we just had you know, some small delays and some scheduling stuff, so have no fear. Uh, the good news is Brian and I are here to talk to you, so we're going to guide you through what's been going on this week, uh, what's happening, stuff with that kind of nerd.com. Uh, I, again, want to thank John Negroni for coming on to our podcast uh, and talking about the Pixar theory. And guys, this is uh, the last week that we're asking for your help, or support. Actually, that's not true. We want you to always support fellow nerds. But all you have to do is go to slimbooks.com slash Pixar Theory. Get your own digital copy of the book, The Pixar Theory, from John Negroni. It's only $7 hairs. That's right. 7 bucks gets you a book. And if you want a physical piece of paper, you want something that you can hold in your hands and fold up as you go on a long trip to your family during the holidays, it's only $1 more. And for those of you who are international listeners, I know we have a few, 12 bucks gets you international shipping. That is ludicrous. So go to slimbooks.com com slash Pixar theory. Also check out John's podcast now conspiring uh, as well. as His, his website, John Negroni.com come along with this trip with Brian and I, and let's talk about some nerdy stuff. Oh, right, everybody. So since uh, Josh isn't here, the show will still go on. Uh, so Brian and I are here to, to talk some topics with you and I want st- to, let's get started right away. Let's talk about the movies that are coming up in November uh, I, I know that this podcast is coming out a little late and it's, you know, still the beginning of November, but you need to know what's coming out. Uh, so I want to jump into it. Brian, like always, has done a wonderful job of putting together a list of movies that are going to come in theaters. Uh, we decided to just pick a, a select few, uh, so we weren't doing the entire list. So there's an entire list at thatkindanerd.com. It'll be on our featured post. Make sure to check it out. So Brian, what is, a what is our first movie of the month of November? Our first movie. I'm
1: sorry, that was a horrible voice. Hang on. Okay. Let me let me actually talk normally. Uh, so first movie in November 6th. Uh, we actually got two movies coming out on November 6th, but the first one is huge. It is the new James Bond film Spectre, starring Daniel Craig uh, as the senior Bond and Christoph Waltz as the big bad, who we really don't even know exactly who he is right now. Um i'm super excited for this movie i'm a huge bond fan i don't know about you uh cj but i think this is gonna be it took me a
0: while to get into bond and i wouldn't call myself like a bond expert or enthusiast but i do like it but the the whole new reboot of bond i've really enjoyed and um yeah i love skyfall a lot like more than i thought i would so yeah
1: the the reboot's been really good um Except for Quantum of Solace, I mean uh, Daniel Craig's been pretty solid so far. Skyfall was fantastic. I actually really enjoyed Casino Royale too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is seems like they're going to go back to some classics, especially with uh, the the big bad being Spectre, and that was a uh, for those Bond people who know is a, is a pretty big staple in the Bond universe. Started out with like in From Russia to Love, I think, uh, with Blofeld. So I'm interested to see. What comes of this and, and, and how it's going to look, it looks fantastic.
0: But it's probably going to be our last Daniel Craig Bond film. I don't know if you knew that. I, I, I did read that somewhere. I don't know if maybe, I don't know, the queen will say, hey, no, no, no. I demand one more Daniel Craig movie.
1: Well, he was signed on for another one. But I
0: think after some of the comments, he's, uh, he said, I don't think they're going to make him do it. Well, we shall see. Uh, it's just another opportunity to, for Sony to show off its terrible phones. Uh, and everything and just you know sony tried to sell some units with that but no the, the story looks ph- phenomenal uh and just like you said i'm really excited to see uh, christoph as the big bad i think it's gonna be a great film uh definitely gonna see this not maybe on opening day but definitely gonna go see this
1: oh really i'm gonna be there for showing as, as quickly as possible like i said i'm
0: not a huge bond fan i appreciate it but, for shame know. sir all yeah, right well could be worse. All
1: right, well, it's coming out that same weekend. You can maybe see this opening day. I don't know how big a Peanuts fan you are, but the Peanuts movie comes out November 6th as well. Uh, I do want to see this
0: because... I'm saying
1: Peanuts, not something else. <laughs> just just making just sure gonna, you know.
0: Just going just gonna to cut that part out. You,
1: you go ahead and try, you can but put it, that's your, gold.
0: You just take out that drunk filter and put in a fresh one. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, no, I am very excited to see the Peanuts movie. Um, I like the way that they're going with... It reminds me a little bit of like an upscaled uh, South Park style of animation, where it still holds true to like the original uh, movies and and the way that it is in print, but still making it feel modern. I think my daughter will actually kind of enjoy this because she she knows who Snoopy is. I don't know how, but she knows who Snoopy because is because she's smart, uh, which is great. And it's Snoopy, uh, so I think it's I think it's something I'm gonna see. I'm not usually a big fan of the rest of the Peanuts movies. I know for shame, scoff, gall, and throw heavy objects at me, but I really think this one's going to be really cool.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm very excited. I've always been a huge Peanuts fan and uh, Charlie Brown, Snoopy fan in general. Uh, I'm definitely going to be seeing this. I'm actually watching It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, right now because I can. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, also, it's written by Charles Schultz's son. So I think this should be true to the material. It should be really good. Yep, I'm definitely on board. So, after that, we actually got a week off from, from things that I feel are, are extremely important. I mean, we have movies coming out, but nothing that I think is too uh, important until November 20th, when The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 comes out. The, uh, the finale to The Hunger
0: Games Quadrilogy, starring Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. Am, uh, am I correct I, in saying that this is Philip Seymour Huffman's last movie? Did he do anything in between th- Mockingjay? Jay? Not that I know of. I'm pretty sure he he died while filming this
1: one. I'm not. Sure. I I don't
0: even know if he was I done think, filming. I this think one. they wrapped his stuff, but I think you're right. I think he died during production for like reshoots and stuff like that. Um, this is going to be another movie that's going out that a studio is going to have to you know figure out what's going to replace its revenue stream pretty quickly. But I'm really excited for this. I I've read the Hunger Game books like most people have, and the movies are are really cool. Uh, and I'm kind of excited to see how they're going to end this, because I know things are going to be just a little, you have to do things a little differently than in the book, but you still have to do some of the really cool shit that they've got normally planned.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'm a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence, e- even outside the series. I think she's, she's great. Um, I've never read the books. So the movies is really what I'm basing everything by. And it, it's intense. It's at a point where it's kind of going to, everything's going to cook in that pressure cooker and blow at any moment. So, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be pretty fantastic. Um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, honestly. I don't know if we really need to spend a whole lot of time
0: on it. No, I, I, I think it's definitely a movie that I'm know I'm going to see opening night. My wife is going to take me with, you know, with her. We're going to wear District Twelve shirts, and you know, we're going to have a blast. oh uh, see, I'm not that. I'm not. Yeah, that it's going to be that. It's going to be the end. Of, it's the end of an era. Not really though yeah, no, cuz the era is pretty long and this is pretty short. It's the end you of You can do anything with this. They could do a sequel, I'm sure. I've never read the book, but I'm sure they could do more. Uh you should watch the end of the movie then you'll come back and say there's really not a whole lot more you can do. We'll, we'll see. All right. Well, we shall see, Brian. We shall. We, we shall see. We shall. The following week is not really a week
1: actually, the Wednesday. A Wednesday? Is, yeah, well because Thanksgiving, oh, uh, they, okay. they release everything true, true, true. beforehand. That Wednesday is, first off, we got two movies coming out. The first one is The Good Dinosaur from Pixar. So it's, I, again, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to be said about
0: this. It's Pixar. We, I'm going to go see it. In the last episode, uh, we talked to John Negroni from The Pixar Theory. Uh, and, you know, we were asking, you know, how do you think this can kind of fit into that? Uh, to which, you know, he just hypothesized, which as, as rightfully he should. Uh, and I'm very curious to kind of see how it fits within that Pixar theory. So if shameless plug, if you haven't listened to the uh, the conversation with John Agroni, the Pixar theory, just pause us real quick, jump back to the last episode. It's a really nice conversation uh, and, and kind of get his perspective. But it's Pixar. This is going to be great. Um, I, I'm really kind of intrigued to see how this kind of plays out. And, uh, you know, I, it may be the movie I uh, I try to see around Thanksgiving. Yeah, Absolutely. I try to see. I, mean, I try to see movie on major holidays now. <laughs> uh, is that
1: why? Because that's the only time you can see movies. Yeah, well, anymore? I
0: don't work. I don't work retail anymore, so now I don't have to be at work for these major holidays. And my wife and I are huge movie people. And uh, you know, I've seen movies on Christmas and why the hell not Thanksgiving? And you know, going to be with a lot of family, so I think it's a good family film. It's going to be really nice. Very true. I mean, it, it's going to be tough because that
1: same day Creed comes out and. I don't know I I gotta see me some Creed. I'm a huge fan of the Rocky series. Uh, Michael B. Jordan coming as a as Apollo Creed's son, being trained by uh, Rocky Balboa and Sylvester Stallone. I am super excited for this. this movie. This
0: movie looks really good. The trailer, uh, the, the the first trailer was just just pumped you up. The this the I think the most current trailer, the one that we have on our website, has a little more Rocky in it uh, with Creed. And just, it's crazy to see Sylvester Stallone still just freaking killing it. Like, still being a badass.
1: Yeah, well, the, the man gets paid to be freaking badass,
0: so why not, right? Uh, my question is, do you think that this movie can spin off into its own saga?
1: I absolutely think so, if this movie lands right. I, I'm totally thinking you'll see a Creed 2, 3, possibly, uh, depending on... How this movie kind of ends. I think uh, I think it's a great idea. Did Stallone write this movie, too? Yes, he did. okay. How many years so, I mean, with St- Stallone by the behind the wheel? He's written every rocky movie. Mm-hmm. he's he's been the driving force behind it. I think it's another franchise in the making. um, and I think it's gonna be great.
0: How many years do you think he still has left in him? Are we gonna is he gonna be able to write this entire song? It took him a while to flesh out the whole Rocky. You know, yeah but
1: i mean it took him a while but then he got a huge career out of it so i'm really? sure he he's he's got a little bit more left in the tank who knows
0: well the, considering that uh, michael b jordan really does have to worry about fantastic four um you know eh, who knows he he might have to
1: come back i, I don't know since is very not. insistent that they're they, they love the fantastic four but you know who cares that they're ruining my childhood right that's fox's
0: mo hence why you can't say the word mutants outside of a fox movie yeah or why, or the fox tv shows that are going to come out soon that's why we have to have inhumans because we're not allowed to say the word mutant
1: well i mean in their defense Inhumans is a type of alien race slash mutant i guess
0: yeah, i don't know but it's just fox ruining your stuff i get it
1: uh yeah well fox ruins a lot of things i mean look at firefly
0: uh, I I did notice when we were going through the movies, we did skip one thing. I know that I wanted to uh, briefly cover, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. But Legend, I think that also comes out November twentieth.
1: Yeah, Legend uh, was supposed to come out in November. Uh, I'm sorry, in October, got pushed back to November. Uh, we already talked about it a few episodes ago, so I don't think we need to touch on it too often, but. It's you know, the, Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy being
0: Tom Hardy. I think it's going to be great. It's the same day, though, as Hunger Games, and I you know, I feel bad for that movie because I yeah. feel like it's going to get crushed. Yeah, that's going to be rough for them. Unless it's the uh, it's the guys who are being dragged to the movies, like, I don't want to go see Hunger Games, so let's go see Legend. Tom Hardy's in it. You like Tom Hardy?
1: No, no, no. If you're a guy, you're seeing Hunger Games. You don't care about the story. It's just Jennifer Lawrence in tight leather. Who cares?
0: You can go on the internet and see what you want to see for that. Uh, Very, very true. I mean, if you really are that big into Jennifer Lawrence... I don't think you're going to sit through the love story that is The Hunger Games in the end of the day. You don't know me. You don't know my life. I do know you, Brian, and you would love to sit through the love story of The Hunger Games. You find a love triangle utterly fascinating.
1: It's extremely fascinating, and I always put myself in the
0: guy who always gets uh, screwed in the end. It's kind of like the love relationship that you have with the cats in your apartment. And I just want (sighs) to remind the ladies... The cat-to-male ratio is rather low, so don't be intimidated, even though there's a small love triangle going on.
1: There is no love between me and those cats. Those
0: cats hate you. They'll probably eat you in your sleep.
1: freaking hate me.
0: I'm so sorry to hear that. So what movies are you guys excited for? We definitely want to hear from you. But, uh, make sure you put a comment on uh, com. Check out Brian's article of the, uh, the movie previews uh, for the month of November. Uh, there's a lot more than just the ones that we talked about. We just thought we would kind of hit the hits. We just wanted to see you know, what was uh, important down the pipeline. So please check out the full article uh, and uh, tell us what you think. So onward to the next piece of conversation. Onward and upward for science. For science. Um, Is uh, Jessica Jones released a full length trailer. Uh, Finally. It's about time. After
1: a gajillion stupid 10 second teasers.
0: Teasers were just that teasers, but they tended to piss me off instead of getting me excited. Because they were teasers. I, I, I know, but I've been like excited and pumped by a teaser before and not just utterly pissed off.
1: Uh, no, this trailer though. Holy shit! Wow. wow, this this trailer was pretty amazing. If
0: you want to talk about dark and gritty, this show has more of it than Daredevil. I think.
1: Um, I think this show is going to be very mentally taxing, whereas yeah. Daredevil is very like visceral and uh, street brawl, beat 'em up type of show. Uh, the the villain, she's her big bad is the purple man who's who's a psychic. It's going to be very emotionally and mentally messed up for her. I think it's going to be
0: amazing. I think it's going to be a lot of when you watch movies like Memento and you watch them all the way through and there's a real big mind fuck in Memento. I think that there's going to be a lot of that in this show and it's going to be so crazy that you can't look away. It's going to be so painful that you can't look away and you can't help but either sympathizing with her or, like, really rooting for her to kick his ass.
1: I oh. mean, I think either way you're going to root for her to kick his ass. Even and though let, it's let, David let's Tennant. Let's pause for a second. Let's pause for a second talking about the fact that you watched that trailer. We all know David Tennant is uh, Killinger in this movie. Right. He's the big bad. And... You don't ever see his face, but he just sounds so menacing. You see his
0: face one time. He's, like, doing his yell. He's like, ah! And you see his face. It's a split second. Really, if you blink, you will miss it. It's a lot in this
1: trailer. It's a lot of him, like, vocally, like, just being just terrified. The
0: most terrifying thing was he knocks on someone's door and goes, you want to invite me in? And the person just stares at him for a second and goes, yes oh yeah come, come in. on it and it's just this shadow just this silhouette yeah. of him walking into the house you're like what a fucking, uh, it's like a fucking vampire it's crazy
1: that my favorite scene in that trailer was where she walks into the police station he's on the phone yes. talking to her and all the police uh officers are pointing guns at each other and you're just like wow what the fuck the the amount of just power this guy has that she's gonna have to deal with is immense um, I, I think it's going to be amazing. Be- I'm so looking forward to it. The
0: beginning of, of her and a little bit of her character reminds me of what Hancock could have been had it not been screwed up with this angels. Spoiler alert for anyone who was watching Hancock. Uh, this like angels theory that it's this <laughs> superhero who you know doesn't really consider themselves a superhero who likes to drink and just kind of be a person but is a little bit tortured just by the life that they have to live.
1: Yeah, she's, she's got some some bad things in, in her past that she's trying to overcome. And they all start with, with him. The the Purple Man is his name in the comic book. So I, I, I think this is going to be great. This is going to be another time where I freaking just stay up all night and binge
0: watch a show. I, I think it's going to be amazing. I may take a few days off work. Um, when does that premiere? When does it drop off uh, the November 20th. So the same day as The Hunger Games and Legend. So I'm going to be yeah,
1: really busy. Yeah, so I busy. will go see The Hunger Games. And I'll go home and watch Jessica Jones all night, and then I will
0: die. (laughs) Uh, For the people that are out there, I want to let you know something. We are going to give you a full seven-day pass on Jessica Jones. We won't mention it on our show or talk about it on our show to give you the opportunity to watch it. Uh, But after the uh, seven days, after the week, uh, spoilers are going to be coming because we're going to talk about this show in its entirety. It drops all at once, so there's really no reason for true nerds not to get through that thing in seven days.
1: This is your test. If you are a true nerd, you have seven days to watch <laughs> Jessica Jones before everything is spoiled for you. Uh I'll put a countdown on the website
0: somewhere. Four days <laughs> until Jessica Jones is spoiled. Meanwhile, Captain America <laughs> fights the Nazis. So sorry for our behavior. Josh, come back, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so um let's talk about the the kind of the last thing that's that's on the agenda. I know we're we're doing a slightly shorter episode. Uh and I want to talk Leslie. about Supergirl. Supergirl. So Supergirl premiered, and um I I wasn't as upset as I initially was. I think the trailer was super misleading. Uh, into, I think so too. Into what type of show that we were actually getting. Uh when we saw the trailer, it was this insecure, bratty, spoiled, annoying woman who was the protagonist, and it just seemed very, I don't know, patronizing towards women? It just seemed to, to be a total letdown of the character that we were getting. Yeah, and you as a woman, you would understand. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and um, I was actually kind of, kind of surprised as to that aspect of, of the show was handled very well, and it wasn't something that I think that they set a bad example towards women or or you know kind of let us down into the development of a, a female character in my eyes, the biggest letdown was just the development of the character,
1: yeah, um, I watched it, and like my only complaint was, this is moving really fast, like really hey, three fast. minutes really fast, like we know her entire origin within three minutes. She's in the suit within 10 minutes. She's fighting a bad guy within 15 minutes, and then she is beating the bad guy within 40 minutes. And it's just like, this is really, really fast. Um, I don't think they failed at at her as a character. I think they they got it pretty on the nose. But it's just like the story, the development was just
0: like, yeah, they could have spent more time. So we're going to talk a little bit about this, which kind of has, I guess, some semi-little spoilers in it. So if you haven't watched... Supergirl, you may just want to turn off for a minute. So the thing that really got me was kind of what you're saying. The pace of this show was really off. What we've liked so much about uh, Daredevil and what we liked about um, Flash and Arrow and and, and shows like that that have really kind of taken some of the comic book world and made it into reality was the, the amount of character development is pretty high. It's less action and less... Uh, you know, hey, let's get right to the, the point. Uh, and it's kind of showing you the world, building it up a little bit. And I know in this universe we accept that Superman is reality and he's out there. And he's in the world.
1: Yes, he's there. He's a
0: shadowy figure. Right. But Like but an but angel like, in the sky. But they know about him. Like everyone knows who the hell Superman is. And yeah. And what would have been really cool is to not have her just jump like right into that Supergirl persona. Not jump right into the costume. Like, right away, like, uh, freaking Daredevil took an entire season for him to get into the costume. And just like you said, Brian, they, they get her into the Supergirl costume within five minutes, and it was, like, the shortest thing. I, I Like, I was bothered yeah, by that. Like, yeah, the, like, le- the legit Supergirl costume. That's the other thing. I was
1: expecting more of a learning curve, like, her trying to figure out yeah. things, like, because she hasn't, they made a big point. She hasn't used her powers in years. She, she's been trying to kind of because it's not her whole existence, her whole reason for coming to Earth was to protect kal Then she gets lost in this this phantom zone and ends up coming 30 years later, and now she doesn't have a mission, she's searching for a mission. Right. So she doesn't really use her powers. It's not that she's scared to use them. She just it doesn't know what to do. And, like, they just really rush through the... Hey, you know, here's this, you know, costume montage, which consisted of two costumes. I was expecting as a comic book fan, I was expecting to see more of the like, oh, here's the ridiculous costume Supergirl has worn over the years. That would have been cool. I think that would have been fun and something really cool for the fans um, to kind of be like, oh, I remember that costume from the 80s. That costume was awful. Uh, But they didn't do that. The one costume they showed was definitely a costume I've seen before. And that was it.
0: I, and I hear Josh's voice. Give me a second. Hold on. Let me get into character. You, mm. Hey, fanboy, they're not making this show for you. They uh, just okay. need to get to a yeah, costume that works for people. Okay, they don't have need to, a montage you have to call me all, true all believer. of it. <sighs> ah, ah. <laughs> Sorry, I think Josh's spirit has just left my body and I'm wow, returned that, to normal.
1: That that seemed rough. Oh, wow. I know they're not making this show for me. I know. But even from a story standpoint, that kind of, like, growth in, well, let's see what works. This works. This doesn't work. Right. This, I can do this. I can't do that. That that's that works for a story point. And it was just so, hey, here's this one costume. Okay. That doesn't work. Well, it's a little slutty. She, let's do this one. She, and that's it.
0: She goes from saving, so rightfully so, right? The, the first time you use your powers is for something pretty epic. And she goes and she saves that plane which she needs to do because she's got people on it that she knows and she gets the plane. She like barely like gets her through this bridge and she just kind of uses her powers just enough to save people, but not really like have a firm grasp on them. And then in 10 minutes time is fighting aliens. Yeah. I'm like, uh, wait, how do you learn how to fight? You said you've never used your powers. You don't know how to fight. Why are you fighting an alien? Like, why did you jump right to that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think the episode would have been better paced if they did something like some low-level guy that wasn't an alien that was just on Earth that she needed to stop and oh, had to kind of I would learning. Take curve. Some
0: cops and robbers action, and, and you know, people stopping from robbing a bank, or you know, kind of doing not basically learning how to be you know a hero, how to handle kind of petty crime. Even at that mm-hmm. point, would be just a little more. Uh, just building to something, or or have her stop like a like a major crime that's in the area that isn't about superpowers. It's just about hey, bad people doing terrible things and we can't find them. Um, you know, so, something like that I think would be really cool, or something that uses some of her intellect. Um, to, right. You know, to to show that she's not a you know one dimensional character. Um, right. And, I, th- I think and, that would
1: be cool. I mean, they made it. They made a huge point of, of showing like you know she's not. A typical teenage girl. She's not like she's very confident. She mm-hmm. she stands up to her boss, who is the the head of a multi-billion dollar company on multiple occasions. She has no problem doing that. She's very secure in herself. So right. I think all of your initial worries about it were completely unfounded. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Done in that first episode. But like f- just from a standard like story point of view, it, it was a little it was a little rough. It was a little rushed. Um, I'm gonna keep watching it. See what they do. I did like the little fan service. The and I don't know if it's fan service or if they're gonna build to it. Uh Hank Henshaw being in this first episode and being like the head of this government organization she's working with. That was pretty cool. Hank Henshaw, uh who for people who don't know, eventually becomes the cyborg Superman, who is a pretty big villain in, in the DC universe in general. Uh, so, I think that'll be interesting to see that develop and, and kind of come to fruition. Her best friend eventually in the comic book becomes a villain, the, the toy man. Uh, so, yeah.
0: R- real quick on that point. Uh, sure. She, her, her best friend, in the first episode, towards the end, she reveals her identity as Supergirl to him for what I will call no reason. Yeah, that was something else. I was really what for. what was that about? Because there's Jimmy Olsen's in this in this show uh, who yeah. has not made any appearances in the movies, and he says, "Yeah, I know your cousin, and guess what? Your cousin sent me to just you know keep an eye on you, to, yeah, to say hey, making sure everything's going okay." So, I mean, that's that's one person that already knows her best friend slash like stepsister in a way knows. That's two people knowing a secret that you've had for about f- a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You've had this this persona of Supergirl for one day, and you already have two people just know right off the bat. Technically three when you include her stepsister. Right. R- right, uh, True. Well, what I'm saying is you have two already. Why add a third? Why add your best friend to the mix?
1: Yeah. That's another thing I didn't understand. They they made a point of having Jimmy Olsen in that show, and then instead of having him come forward and be like, hey, you know, I, I know who you are, they wait until the end of the episode, and she's already told – her other friend, right. who works with her, just as a way to just kind of, well, hey, I'm going to try and do this thing, and my sister doesn't approve of it, so I I need some help. I need somebody who who can support me in this. So I'm going to tell you, and that made sense. But why why wouldn't
0: they just make that person Jimmy Olsen? Right. That's what I said. It, that, it, that's that was why I was confused about it, it. It it does. So here's the thing about this show. It does some things really good. It does things really well. And then does other things kind of poorly. Calista Flockhart's performance by the way, side note is one of those things that does really well. Right. She's not the the devil wear's Prada boss. she is her own character. she is her own persona, and I think she handled the the issue of the supergirl you know hashtag and moniker like really well mm-hmm. as, yeah, a, as a is a really well strong defined premise to it that this is why we're gonna name her this. And then, just like you said, it, I feel like part of this, this secret, part of this identity is cheapened by the, uh, you know, hey, now every main character that you've met, essentially, knows. Yeah. Like all, all the people that you meet know who she is. So, I mean, like, who does she, like, half of this, half of the superhero's fun. Half of the fun of a superhero is hiding the identity from someone kind of important to your life. And there's no one that she's doing that for. And it takes some of the the comedy and the brevity out of some of these situations where you would have to explain why you are late, why you are covered in ash, why you are you know really tired after you know only working a few days, um, yeah, you know, you know the, those kind of things. It, so I'm curious to see what they're going to do. It's it's obviously just the pilot, and I'm sure they've gotten a lot of feedback since it leaked, uh, and then also you know to now that you know there's still some time to do some course correction. Uh, So I'm really intrigued to see what they're doing. Now, I definitely want to say this is 100% now going to be the spoiler alert for Supergirl. So seriously, if you don't want to be spoiled, turn off now. Okay, you have been warned. Her mom is working with these alien spaceship people? What the hell is going on? Her aunt. Her aunt. Her mom's twin sister is... Was it, well, what the I hell guess, is going on? I don't understand. Like that part, I was like, blah, blah, blah.
1: the the entire premise is that her mom put away a bunch of uh, of renegade aliens, Kryptonians, including her sister, like a space into cop. the fam- Phantom Zone, as she is taking this advantage of escaping from the Phantom Zone to kind of reap her revenge on Supergirl and and on. Just being able to to rule a planet the way she wanted to rule Krypton. Um, that canon, as far as I remember, I haven't read a whole
0: lot of Supergirl. I'm not going to lie, but I don't remember this at all. I don't really so mind if it's canon, but like what? Like that's that's a I don't know how that's going to play out. That's a weird it's, thing. It's going to play out like, holy crap, you're my aunt.
1: Why are you attacking me? Oh, well, because I'm evil. OK, well, I guess I'll fight you. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. how it's gonna play out. Okay. Well, I hope she's it- gonna have a crisis of faith because it's her aunt. It's like it's the entire thing between Kalal and Zod. Like Kalal thinks that same- this is it. But this that's is the not only the other- same
0: level. I mean, Zod is insane, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but Zod is the only other.
1: According to what Superman knows, the only other Kryptonian. He kills Zod. He is effectively killing his race and making him the last one left. It's the same dilemma.
0: So that's the other thing too. Um, do you know where this falls in I mean, how canon is this to the the DC movie universe, do you think?
1: Uh, DC has made it very clear that their television universe has nothing to okay. do with their movie universe. Gotcha. Alright.
0: So. So it, it
1: has nothing to do with it. Okay. But can well, we fine. can we mention the fact that Dean Kane
0: yes! shows up? I was so glad you were, you said that that Dean Cain is is in this is a phenomenal. So great.
1: And then became the Superman from Lois and Clark. One of the, I was going to say the worst
0: Superman, but that's small. That's not true. At. Yeah. And then Helen <laughs> Slater, uh, the original Supergirl, is also in yep, this movie. Yep. Uh, in this uh, TV she, show, she's her,
1: her stepmom, right? Yep. Yep. That, that I thought that was fantastic. That, again, just a nice little throw-in for the fans, people who know what they're looking at. Oh my gosh, it's freaking super. I lost supergirl. my mind
0: when I saw Dean Kane. Yeah. And then I like, I was so excited about Dean Kane I didn't even look at, at Helen. And then after the credits rolled and her name showed up, I was like, wait a minute. Because I remember her from The Secret of Uh The Secret to My The Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. I love that movie. And she was awesome in that movie. And then I you know, and then I realized, wait, she was also supergirl. Uh, So it was cool to see some nods. Again, I know they didn't make it for us, but that was a cool way to just kind of acknowledge some of this. Listen,
1: regardless of whether they make it for us, as Josh would call me, a true believer, it is always nice when they put in those little nods for the true believers to to point out, to see. It's fan service. You have to, when you do a show like this, you have to pay homage to the fans in some kind of way, even though you're
0: changing it. They're the people that are going to make this show stick. Right.
1: They're the people who are going to keep watching the show. They're the people who are going to introduce their friends to this show. To be like, hey, you, you're a girl. You, you want to be into superheroes? Check out this show. I um, think.
0: See, this that that's the other part of this. I don't think that's necessarily initially. I thought that was the the angle that they were going to go at because they premiered this show after The Big Bang Theory, which has been you know obviously hugely successful across like every demographic ever. That a lot of girls who really didn't get nerd culture or nerd humor have started watching the Big Bang Theory and, you know, recognize Doctor Who references or recognize, you know, DC Flash and Arrow and, and, and things like that because of Sheldon's shirt or the Green Lantern, Um, that I think that that's what they were kind of hoping to just kind of capture anyone who liked that nerdy show and put it into there. So I'm, I don't know if, I mean, do you think that this is something you can go to, you know, someone and say, hey, you're a girl, want to get into comics, watch this show? I mean, do you think that's? Absolutely. Why not? She's a very relatable character. Uh, you want know,
1: this? She's true. a very relatable, strong female lead. And, you know, where, I mean, some girls and females can't really identify themselves. Now, my Flash question is: do you,
0: do you tell someone, hey, you're a girl, want to get into comics, watch Jessica Jones, or go watch Supergirl? I have to watch Jessica
1: Jones to know for sure. Jessica Jones is, it, it, as a character in general in the comic book, she's extremely damaged. She's not that relatable, and, and I think that, that this show is going to really kind of play on that. Okay. I okay. don't think – yeah, I don't think it's going to be very relatable for just anybody who's like, hey, you're new to this world. Check this out. <laughs> but Supergirl,
0: <laughs> Supergirl is like totally it
1: relatable. It's totally easy to get along with. Per- someone, so A person who's trying to find themselves their in the world, find universal their – Universal
0: themes, yeah.
1: Their, their idea of what they want to be. It's a universal theme. Anybody can identify with that, especially a, a college-aged or teenage girl. Help teenage boys in college. I'm still looking for a freaking purpose in the world. So everybody can identify. Do you hear
0: that, that, ladies? Brian's looking for a purpose, and it can be you for the low price of shopping for iPads after breakfast. (laughs) All that can be yours for the low price of one phone call. Oh my God. (laughs) Thanks, CJ. Wouldn't it just be great if this led to something? That's so nice for you, Brian. Yeah, it would be wonderful. But Some listener that? out there, I know you've got someone that you can match up with Brian. He's a nice guy. It's worth it. I'm a wonderful human being. <laughs> I'm sorry, we got derailed. Uh, so listen, it, it, bottom line for me on Supergirl, this is going to go into my shows to watch. Um, I don't know if it's on my must-see TV. I don't think it's something I'm going to catch on every premiere. But it's definitely something that I want to keep up with. Um. I think it it did a lot better than I initially thought it would. So thank you, CBS. I, you have my trust yet again. Uh, don't mess up episode two and three like Heroes Reborn has, and we'll be fine. All right. Heroes Reborn is NBC. I know. I'm just saying Heroes Reborn episodes two yeah, and three. Can we talk
1: about that for a second? Because it's yeah. been so disappointing. Yeah, Although absolutely. Josh hasn't is not here to talk to me about it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you can at least vent a little bit, and then Josh can listen, and he can yell in his car.
1: Sure, I can vent a little bit. Listen, the first episode was good. I'm not even going to go as far as say it was great. This this show needed to do something different than any other because when the first ser- heroes series premiered, it was new, like nothing. We weren't s- watching a superhero movie every three months. We didn't have a new superhero show every year, and it was cool and new and fresh. And this relaunch needed to do something like that it needed to break new ground and it's just more of the same and it's just upsetting as much as i love zachary levi i just i'm i'm kind of over it
0: i have two things i just need to say it's two quick words called it
1: yeah i know you called it called it Listen, I didn't I didn't swear to God that this was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread and Betty White, all right? You
0: know Betty White was around before sliced bread, correct? Exactly. That's why I said that. That's pretty good. Good I knowledge. Know. Random fact, You're guys. Welcome. There you go. There's your random fact of the day. Betty White is older than sliced bread. Look it up. It's real. There was a picture and some text on the internet. That means that it's real, right? You can trust anything on the internet. As long as it's a picture and text. E- exactly. Especially well, with a mallard. If in, even if it's in podcast form. Okay. Even on podcast form. Okay. You yes. heard it here, guys. You can cite us as a reassurance <laughs> of us. Um, yeah, so uh, what do you think? Do you think Supergirl is something that you're going to watch every week? Yeah. This is on your every um, week? I, it's definitely, it's it's going to be on my
1: DVR to watch every week. Um. It, it's going to be one of those things that I give a season. I gave Gotham a season. I'm so I, sorry I,
0: you gave Gotham a season.
1: Oh, I roughed it a season, and, and Gotham is off my watch list now. Good. Supergirl is going to be one of those shows that I give a season, and I honestly just based on the first episode, I know it's going to do
0: better than what Gotham did. So yeah, it's got some room to grow, but I'm really kind of happy with the foundation that was set. So I, I think I think they've done a good job. What is your your biggest movie that you're excited for for November?
1: Um. That's that's tough, because out of the five that we talked about, I think I'm most excited for... It's a toss-up between
0: Bond and Creed. You got to pick one. You got to no pick one. No toss-ups. You can't you gotta, do that you to You got to pick one. You got to pick one, You can't Bond. do that to me. Which one are you doing? Uh, Creed. I'm super excited for Creed. I'm um, really kind of anticipating The Good Dinosaur. Oh, yeah? I, I, I don't know why, but something about that movie... I don't feel like I'm going to cry as much as I do with most Pixar films. And I need to pick me up. So here's the thing that Pixar does every time. And I don't
1: know why I keep doubting them. Because this happens every movie. I see the trailer and I go, eh, it's all right. I'll go see it because it's Pixar. And then I go see it and I'm like, that was the most amazing thing that has ever graced the movie screen in forever. <laughs> and then then the, I'm hiding tears behind my eyes and like I'm just like, "Oh my god, can we go see it again?"
0: All so, except for Cars 2.
1: I didn't see that's the only Pixar movie I did not see. The in only Pixar movie 2.
0: that no one was says that has graced the the screen yeah. and there should be awards all around.
1: But yeah, I mean Pixar <laughs> has this thing. It's just like their their trailers tend to be underwhelming, but then you see it and you're just like, this movie's amazing. So, I'm sure it's going to be great, but I'm I'm so I'm very excited for Creed.
0: What about Creed is going to be what exactly is that that one over Spectre? What is the thing that you're that is has?
1: So, I love Bond. Bond is, is everything you want in an action spy movie and that's great. Uh Creed and the Rocky movies in general can be so inspirational and so just like they just hit that right moment, that right chord in you and like like, you just like, I could put myself in that moment and, and kind of feel inspired to do something better and, and be better and be a better person. And and that's what every movie Rocky movie has done. And I fully accept it for expect Creed to do that for, for me as well. I think it's going to be great.
0: Well, so uh, believe it or not, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, I think we're going to keep womp, it. Sh- womp, womp, no, womp, no, put a happy note on it. Uh. That uh, better. Well, what the hell is that? That I will allow. It's uh, the Final
1: Fantasy 7 victory music.
0: It's good. Um, so uh, since Josh isn't here, we just decided kind of keep it light, just kind of hit some main things. So here's what light I and breezy, light warm and, breeze, and fuzzy, warm and fuzzy. Absolutely, it made me feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, so here's here's what I knew. Call to action. Calling all nerds. Calling all nerds. We want to know what movies you are really excited about or your thoughts on Jessica Jones or Supergirl. Uh, or if you are in strong disagreement with Brian about Heroes Reborn. We want to actually physically hear from you about our show. Uh, so, first things first, I just want to remind you you can always tweet at us at that kind of nerd on Twitter or find us on facebook it's facebook.com slash that kind of nerd. Look how easy it is to get a hold of us it's so easy, but I want to put something out there for you guys I want, I want to put out something for the true fans of the that kind of nerd podcast. If you call. And leave a message regarding this podcast, and you know the topics that we talked about, or you know hell, to hell with it, any anything that we've ever talked about. You leave a comment on our Google Voice. The world line. is your oyster, fan. <laughs> if, if you leave a comment on our Google Voice line, I will give away. I will personally pay for a the cat to male ratio is rather low T shirt. So
1: this is a very huge deal, not just because you're getting a t-shirt about my living situation with cats and males, but CJ is very cheap. So if he's
0: paying for something, that's a big deal. So I really want to hear from you guys, and I also just kind of want to see someone wear a shirt that says the cat-to-mail ratio is really low. Um, <laughs> and and to, to be honest, I don't know if we're ever going to make a shirt, so these would be like limited edition things, and they'll come with a personal thank you note uh, from us. Uh, so I, I really want you to know that we really value the amount of time that you guys have given us, considering this is episode 29. So it's pretty easy. All you're going to do is call 484-373-4119. That is 484-373-4119. Yes, we fixed the audio problem that we had that one time, guys. It was one time. Uh, so, please, we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, listen, we're also very curious uh, to hear how you guys like the episode with John Negroni. Uh, I I really, again, want to thank him for the time that he took out of his day to talk to us. Uh, please go and support him by going to slimbooks.com slash Pixar Theory. That's slimbooks.com slash Pixar Theory. Pick up your copy for only $7. Or, like I said, if you want a real book, it's only 8 bucks. Brian. Eight bucks for a book and they ship internationally, ship Tell internationally me more. for 12. That's crazy talk. So I know we have a couple people that aren't in Americas who are, uh, you know, listening to our podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, in that vein,
1: uh, my buddy Corey <laughs> messaged me the other day. He's like, he is uh, serving our great country in the, the United States Navy. Thank you for your and service. He ta- he,
0: huh? Thank you for your service, Corey.
1: Thank you, Corey, for your service. He messaged me the other day. He's like, "Hey, we ported in uh, Chile. I'm downloading all the episodes I missed." Oh, so thank you for hey, being Corey. a super fan. Uh, I'm super excited that that it's that important to you, man. Thanks,
0: sailor. And I mean that because <laughs> he's a sailor. Uh, so anyway, leave a comment there. I will. I will send you a t-shirt, uh, absolutely free of charge, with a thank you note, uh, and then I want. I want to see a picture of that thing too. So again, for you for. 373-4119. Thank you so much for making us your uh, listen as you walk around the neighborhood or your drive to work. Uh, it really means the world to us. Thank you so much for listening.
1: You don't know me. You don't know my life. How do I it up for science?
0: I'm just sitting here drinking a beer cuz CJ's gone.